Welcome to CS Joseph Responds. I'm your host, Chase, here to answer your questions on any topic, Jungian analytical psychology, or the four sides of the mind, also known as four sides dynamics. Today's question is, can a person have both INFJ and ENFJ test results? And the source of today's question is, as usual, Cora. So let's take a look at this question right now. Here it is on Cora, And we have Rachel Green, INFJ.info author, how to understand yourself and be understood. Her answer goes like this. If someone thinks this, they are imagining that the INFJ and ENFJ are very simpler and very simply an extroverted or introverted difference, but this is not the case. Awesome. There are no cognitive functions in the same position for INFJ and ENFJ. Yes, she definitely knows what she's talking about. This is an excellent answer. Uh, she goes on further to say cognitive functions for INFJ are this, and she actually lists out uh, what they are. The stress reactions are quite different. This is an interesting uh, standpoint. You know, NFJs do have the same cognitive functions. They're in a different order is the point she's trying to make. The driver of personality is quite different. What is most likely to cause ENFJ, INFJ confusion is that INFJs can be taken for experts because they have expert feeling FB at a skill level as their auxiliary which means they can engage easily with people and often get mistaken for an extrovert. Amy, uh, one of my other INFJ contributors in my book, says the same thing happens commonly to her and it annoys her. Wow, very well said, Rachel. However, even though we may be mistaken for extroverts, we aren't. After a while, the INFJ gets drained, needs to retreat and salted to recover. The ENFJ does not have the same reaction. It's far more likely to keep partying. Very well said, uh, Ms. Green. Thank you for your awesome answer. And then we have Phil Perez, connoisseur in MBTI, who says, no, they cannot. People may mistake this because of specific stereotypes that are similar with different personality types. Well said. NFJ have the same functions, just in a slightly different order. Very well said. Wow, these answers are excellent. It's easy to assume people can casually switch personalities due to a vague understanding of the functions. Uh, they're supposed to be in order. There's a lot more difficult when you don't know the person well enough to know when they enact a trait and at what moment. This is especially important when the function stack plays an important role. The dominant function will come out naturally. Uh, the more you notice this, the easier it will be to figure out uh, what type the person is. If you cannot and you believe there is a balance of the dominant and auxiliary functions, then it's critical you assess at what moments they happen. Well said. Whatever function comes out first in this moment, whether it's NIRFE, uh, will surely tell you their type. I slightly disagree with uh, Mr. Perez here. While he is saying the truth, the problem is, is that sometimes people's auxiliary function, also known as the parent function, can be underdeveloped. And when it is underdeveloped, it's usually the child function that ends up coming up next. Dave Superpowers on YouTube calls this the jumper effect. I call this underdeveloped uh, parent function, but it's still basically the same concept. Uh, so uh, please... Uh, look into that. It's just underdeveloped parent functions. If you want to learn more about that, check out season 19 uh, or season 22 uh, playlists on my YouTube channel, uh, my other YouTube channel, not this one. Uh, so uh, an INFJ will have a more secretive temperament due to the fact that they prefer to conceal their thoughts and ideas until they've realized a good opportunity to reveal them as they don't want to be unsure of themselves ever. Well said. This guy has a handle on things. ENFJ will have a much more bubbly personality, very welcoming and collective beliefs such as making a lot of friends, always trying to help others and overall making the world a better place by sharing peace and happiness. Well said. Both types have flaws and strengths, so the sooner you study both types, the easier it will be to understand what type someone is instead of taking the test online or with a professional. Okay. 
overall, uh, I could see why those answers are the best answers relating to this question. Um, but uh, to, to really add my take on it, uh, can a person have both INFJ and ENFJ? I agree with Rachel Green and Mr. Phil Perez. Uh, absolutely not. The thing is, is that most people need to realize that the MBTI letter dichotomies, there is this incorrect way of approaching them. Personally, I abandon, I, I completely abandon the MBTI letter dichotomies. And I actually made a video about this called the MBTI letter dichotomies debunked. Uh, and I, uh, I actually prove that they're basically worthless um, when you're using them to type someone. And most people, when they type something, they just look at a person like, oh, he seems more I, he seems more N, he seems more T, he seems more J, so he's an INTJ. And it's just like, no. And in fact, I actually used to type people this way using the letter dichotomy system until which, like, my mentor found out what I was doing and then publicly destroyed me, um, basically, in front of um, a bunch of people. Uh, like in a high-rise building in downtown Bellevue, Washington, exposing my cognitive functions to them and also the type grid and explaining to me that I was not who I claimed I was and had no idea what I was talking about. Well, guess what? He was absolutely right, and it was a very humbling experience. That being said, though, I finally was confronted with the fact that the MBTI letter dichotomies are not actually accurate in their total bunk at this point. So let's look at it in a different way. According to the type grid, you also, you know, I get that these folks here are talking about cognitive functions, that's amazing, but typing somebody via cognitive functions is not accurate. Um, and the reason why a person can't be both an INFJ one moment and then an ENFJ the next is because they're not actually transitioning from an INFJ to ENFJ or from ENFJ to INFJ. They're actually transitioning from, like if they were an INFJ, they'd be trans they would transition to an ESTP. And an ESTP has the same exact functions as NFJs. Again, it's just in a different order. In fact, to an INFJ's four functions, they're just flipped upside down, and then boom, they become an ESTP. It's called uh, inversing or inverse theory. Uh, look it up. Um, but um, it is the subconscious, right? So when an INFJ is extroverting, they go into their ESTP subconscious. They could also do it in their ENFP shadow, but it's almost always typically in their ESTP subconscious. Conversely, when an, IN, when an ENFJ is in an introverted situation, they may go into their INFP unconscious or they are more likely to go into their ISTP subconscious, basically. These are known as cognitive transitions. If you want to learn more about cognitive transitions, go to my other YouTube channel at CS Joseph and uh, check out season 22 where I talk about the cognitive transitions on a regular basis and I actually explain how they work and why they work, etc. So I'm actually going to be doing an INTJ lecture today uh, on that subject matter. Uh, but but yeah, it's really just cognitive functions, and a lot of people just don't understand that you have four sides of your mind. You know, these people are focusing on like maybe up to four or eight cognitive functions in their answers. The reality of the situation is you have more like 16 cognitive functions, or four times 16 cognitive functions actually depending on what position in your mind you actually are using your cognitive functions. It's like a giant Rubik's cube. Uh, like it's huge, right? Uh, different cognitive functions with different roles, different attitudes to some different placements, uh, etc. But it's all from the perspective of where you are in your mind. Which, which persona are you inhabiting at that point in time? 
This is like where the uh, the little the the trope of like having the angel or the demon sitting on your shoulders, whispering in your ears, etc. Right? Those uh, that trope basically is just like you know, well, a part of me is this way, but another side of me is like this, and it's like that's because you're aware of the different sides of your mind. That's where that comes from, right? Uh, and you have four of them: ego, subconscious, unconscious, and superego. All four of these sides of your mind, and they play out in these different ways, and they have different roles and responsibilities, etc. And uh, you know, and depending on when you're introverting or you're extroverting, you will go into a different side of your mind to facilitate uh, getting past an obstacle, or performing a task, or or doing some kind of action of some kind, or making a decision, or doing some research, or maybe you're perceiving something, etc. Gathering up information, making decisions on the information you've gathered. All of these things count. All of these things matter. Uh, but but the bottom line is there's no such thing as like, can a person be both an INFJ or an ENFJ? It's completely inaccurate. It's not true. Uh, so the answer is, is, is flamboyantly no. This whole thing like, oh, you know, I'm INTP today, but sometimes I expert, so I let them more ENTP. is like, no, you're actually saying that you're more ENTJ or you're more ESFJ if you are an INTP at that standpoint. So. Anyway, this is basic four sides of the mind. A lot of people don't realize that we have four sides of the mind, but that's basically how it goes. That's how, um, uh, you know, and uh, that's why the CSJ community is committed to enlightening people about the type grid and the four sides of the mind and typing people accurately that way instead of relying on the failed MBTI letter dichotomy system. This is why people like Ty Lopez out there think the Hexaco test is actually worth a shit. When the reality of the situation is, it's it's not. Uh, it's it's terrible, just as bad as just as much as the Big Five test is also terrible, um, or even the Dark Triad test. Like where they have all these percentages and these ranges, which is just literally nothing more than the Barnum effect, if you can think about it. So, anyway. Um, Hopefully uh, that answers your question. If you'd like to have a chance at your question being answered on this channel, please post it on Quora or tag me, or and tag me when it's on Quora, or leave it as a comment below here on this uh, video. If you want a guaranteed answer to your question, become a silver patron at csjoseph.life uh, forward slash Patreon, and post your question on our private Q&A Discord channel where I'm answering all your questions during a private live stream each month. Uh, please also like, like and subscribe to the channel. We'd really appreciate your guys' uh, support as well. And uh, with all that being said, folks, I'll see you guys tonight.